Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Getting Sexy with Steph. And today I have the absolutely stunning and beautiful, fabulous Brooke Robertson, who is a hypnotherapist, integrative health practitioner, and love, sex, and relationship coach. Brooke helps to guide people to holistically transform their life and their relationships. And this episode, I am so excited about because Brooke is going to be walking us through a three-step process for manifesting the relationship that you truly desire. Okay. That just like, I just, I love that. And I'm so excited. And I already know that there's so many people out there that are like pen and paper, three steps. I love this. So Brooke, can you tell us just a little bit more about who you are, how you got into this work and yeah, just, just, we would love to hear from you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Steph, for having me on today. I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited to talk about this topic because I am so passionate about relationships and love. And I spent a good part of my life, like early on getting into a, you know, marriage, which when I was 23, we got together and I was in a marriage for 10 years, 11 years. And though it wasn't bad, it was probably I settled. I settled into something because that was what the women in my family tended to do. That was what I was taught what you do. It was um, a blueprint. It was cyclic. It was generational. And for me, um, the catalyst would have been my daughter being born. So about, well, my daughter is seven now. When she was five months old, I came to a realization that it just wasn't working and I didn't want to go through like my parents had stayed in a marriage where they weren't necessarily happy, where it wasn't healthy and just teach her that's what you do. You just stay. So when she was five months old, I made the decision to leave and Uh, My husband had had lots of health issues. So in that as well, we'd sort of moved into the carer role, became more like a mother of myself. And in that you sort of lose that sexual chemistry, that connection, that, that sort of, you know, masculine and feminine energy of, you know, the husband and the wife. And I realized in that, that, you know, it's, it's, not something I want to do for the rest of my life is be a carer for my child and be a carer for my husband. And I wanted a man. I wanted to have a partner. I wanted someone that equally showed up with me. So when I left that, I had been doing a lot of work on myself. I'd been studying a lot of on top of working in the corporate world in change management. I'd been studying a lot of therapies, um, uh, counselling and other things to basically heal the things that I knew weren't working inside of me and that was when um yeah I probably stepped it up a gear um I had my daughter she as you know as a parent as well children tend to be amazing catalysts for change in you um that drive you to so want to be better than or give them better than what you necessarily had or what you went through. Um, And as a hypnotherapist, I work very much in healing the blueprinting, healing what we went through as children um, 
and rewiring a lot of that um, and rewiring our programming uh, so that you can lead a life that you absolutely love. And that was my catalyst. So from that, I obviously left my ex-husband. And this probably talks us into the three steps. This is where I probably made a decision at that point when I left that though I had a five-month-old and it wasn't even on my mind that I wanted to get into another relationship <laughs> at that point. Um, and also all the things we go through as a divorced woman, you know, what my body looks like. I've just had a baby. It's not the same. You know, I'm, I'm older now. Who's going to want me? You kind of go through all of that. Something deep inside me told me I wanted this time to be different. And I wrote a list and that would probably be step one is your foundations. A lot of the time we tend to um, think about what we want. Um, you know, we make lists when we're at work. We make lists sometimes to do grocery shopping. We make lists of all these things we want. But how often do we sit down and really think about what we truly desire in relationship and what that looks like for us in a healthy aspect. Um, and, and not just sometimes the, you know, the stories we have from, you know, you know, our bedtime stories or the Cinderella's or the happy ever after. It's what do I truly want in relationship? How, who, how do I want to show up? Who do I want to be? But who do I want to live my life with that's going to allow me to do that? And I'm equally going to be able to support them to stand up and be who they're meant to be. So I created that right around the time I left. And it was really went into things like the foundations, like we must laugh. We must have phenomenal chemistry. We must, you know, be really specific. He must love my daughter as if she is his own, um, you know, those type of things because the brain and the universe will give us whatever we want if we tell it what we want and we have to be specific in that. Um, so our brain chemistry will move us in ways that feel safe. So the brain's number one role is to keep us safe. So what we want to do is make the things that are unfamiliar, familiar and what is familiar, unfamiliar. So things like when we cycle in those familiar habitual ways of going into relationships where we're you know either fighting or we get this sense of familiarity but it's not healthy those are blueprinting from childhood generally so we're generally looking for what we experienced in childhood from our parents those similar traits and we're looking for them from our partner and we're looking to get the love that we didn't necessarily receive when we were a child or even perceived that we didn't get. Um, so when we actually sit down and start to look at what we really want in relationship, we can start to then learn more about ourselves. So that's really important for when we do go out and start dating is that we need to learn to know us. We need to learn to know what our love languages are. 
what we truly, you know, want from a partner, what we're looking for, what lights us up, what makes us feel whole inside. And for you, that will be different for what it is for me. And that's okay because when there's almost 8 billion people in the world, there is someone out there that is going to mimic the things or align with the things that you need and equally that they need in this relationship. So setting your foundations is so important. Um, and just really sitting in that, understanding, you know, what that looks like. Things like be as specific as you want, you know, like I want a house with four, you know, four bedrooms and this, and I want to get married and I want to have this many kids and I want to like start to have those conversations with yourself that you really understand what it is that you want out of a relationship he must be kind he must be chivalrous you know she must respect me and you know honor the work that I do um you know men equally are going to want specific things that that fill them up and light them up in a different way than women are so I, to, to all my clients, whether male or female, I get them to do this. I get them to write down a manifestation list, a foundation list of the things they truly want. That also will help later on when you're filling out your profiles, if you're doing online dating or things like that. So that involves also doing things like really looking at um, visualization. So a step in this in, you know, obviously creating this foundation list. And as I talked about before, the mind will give you whatever you want. You just have to be specific, but also that you need to make the unfamiliar familiar. So what that means is visualization. So our mind and our body work in unison. So when we're rewiring our neural pathways, so that you know, neuroplasticity, we also need our nervous system to align with that. So we need to move into parasympathetic, which is obviously rest and digest, but that's where we feel safe. That's where our, our body starts to relax, calm down. And actually you can integrate feelings and visualizations. Like you can feel really safe in that space. So another thing that I advise or get my clients to do is a visualization practice around, and you would know this one very well. Um, we also use it a lot in hypnotherapy, um, but with, I know you've also trained with Layla Martin. So with the, what you see, what you hear, what you feel or touch, what you smell and taste. So your five senses. So one of the, um, one of the things that I get my clients to do is just take time, close down their eyes and take three deep breaths in and out. But it's in for a count of five and out for a count of seven, three times. And what this does is it brings you into your parasympathetic nervous system. You can, and do it as many times as you want. Three is obviously when I'm working with someone, um, three I find is useful in getting them there but if you've been anxious or if you've had a stressful day or if you're doing this at a time where you're feeling more anxious just take time to sit in that 
and really feel your body with the five breaths in and the seven out. Feel when it come, calms down. You'll know when, it, when, it, when you feel more centered and calm inside yourself. And then from that, you can just start to visualize what do you see around you as a result of having this relationship? So whatever it is that you might see, you might see yourself at restaurants, you might see yourself laughing, walking on the beach, you might see yourself in a house, you might see yourself, you know, um, exercising together, whatever, whatever it is that you see, you'll start to create this reality inside yourself. Then you move on to when that feels complete, what you here so it might be laughter it might be your lover speaking to you in the most beautiful way and what what is he saying or she saying to you that just fills you up and lights you up then it's what you feel or touch so it may be that you feel inside just so full of love, like your heart wants to burst, that you feel, think of the sensations. How does this love make you feel? What sensations does your body feel when you're in this relationship of your dreams? And then touch as well. Is it the touch of your partner's lips on yours? Is it the touch of his body or her body against yours? Is it holding hands or their body, your bodies against each other? And what, what is it that you feel and touch? Again, when you feel complete, you move on to what is it that you smell? And that can be anything. A lot of people generally I have observed in my time is around freshness, cleanness, or nature, salt, air, uh, earthiness. So whatever smells come up for you, fruit, sweetness, um, roses, flowers, whatever comes in, and then taste. So what tastes? Um, what do you taste in this reality? Um, and a lot of things could come up. It could be lots of different foods from traveling the world or lots of different textures or tastes from, you know, having lots of meals together. So this allows your body to start to create this reality inside your mind and inside your body in a place of safety security for you but what I also find on an energetic perspective is it starts to radiate and magnetize this energy from you so obviously what I invite clients to do as well as sometimes take it a step further and feel into what does your partner or ideal partner energy feel like to you and so where they really feel into you know she feels soft and feminine he feels um you know masculine they feel um you know they feel calming and safe and really feel into that um in their body because subconsciously our subconscious mind takes in 20 million bits of information per second. And our conscious mind takes in 40 bits of information per second. And we work a lot in our conscious mind. 
So when we can start to, you know, start to work with our subconscious, which I do a lot in hypnotherapy and in the love, sex and relation coaching with embodiment work, when we start to work with our subconscious mind, we start to tell our brain what we want and it starts to become familiar. And in that we're telling our body as well. So it starts to feel safe and familiar. So once we start to do that, as I said, you'll start to magnetize this, you'll start to radiate it and draw that in um, wherever that may be in the world. So that is step one for me. I love step foundational. one. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's such um, an important step as well, because I mean, even if I even think back to, you know, when I first started dating, like in high school, it's like, list off the things that you want. And, you know, so you'd make like these little lists and, and they could be, you know, pretty superficial. I'll be honest. Like, I feel like when you first start making the list, you're like, yeah. I want them to have this color of eyes. And, and those things are fabulous yeah. as well. Yeah. But something that you said really resonated that oftentimes we're looking in partners for the love that we never received from our parents. And so it's really distinguishing, you know, what it is that, what is it that you really are desiring, like really longing for and desiring in partnership. And what is almost that kind of, um, trauma response desire. And so when you talked about really dropping in to the parasympathetic nervous system and taking those deep breaths and even getting into, you know, the Olympic, the emotional and primal brain in Mm -hmm. order to come up with what this looks like, what are these desires? What does it feel like, you know, in this full sensory reality? I think that that is so deeply healing to find out, Mm -hmm. oh, Am I looking for this because this is just familiar? Like you said, mm-hmm. it's really not what I desire. Mm-hmm. Or is this something that's like deep inside of me that I really, really want? Yeah. And so I feel like your version of step one is like the making the list of your partner on like massive, I don't know drugs, <laughs> like, <laughs> energetic, like universal yeah. cosmic drugs, because yeah. it yeah. starts to get you into alignment, like oh. really deep alignment with actually, this is what I want, oh. like really desire. And this is how I'm going to feel when I have yes. it. Mm-hmm. And so then when you see it and yes. you are near somebody, you're like, oh, Oh, oh yes. Oh, I feel it's like that. Yeah. Yes. I think that's like the best thing to be like, Oh, I know this. this is familiar. Yeah. and it's safe, but mm. it's like that embodied familiarity. It's not that coming from that, you know, inner child that just wants, wants that approval from mom or dad. It's this well, yeah. embodied adult, mature longing. Definitely. And that's what I found. Like I was, oh, what age would I have been? I was 34 when I got divorced or separated and had my daughter. So I was, I was older and, you know, we'd been together 11 years when, you know, we had children eventually. So um, in that things 
also in that time change like it's what you said around from when you're in high school or when you're younger that almost um you know uh, adolescent ideal of love and what we've even grown up from childhood on all the you know Cinderella and yes, Sleeping Beauty, Disney movies, the Disney your Prince Charming comes and he's like you know extremely good looking or you know she comes and she's gorgeous and you know she, they're wealthy and they you know and no one talks about the after happily ever after and I think that can almost be another podcast oh my gosh what happens Absolutely. after happily <laughs> ever after and how exactly. in reality like we don't yeah. need anybody to save us <laughs> no exactly and after you meet even the the love of your life or you bring in this relationship of your desires what next because you know yes. it doesn't stop there um on on you know the the things that we need to do to achieve the relationship that we truly desire so yeah I, I so feel that and one of my things as at, when I made my list was something that as a as an adolescent or even younger, I wouldn't have thought of, and I talk a lot about with my clients is I, and what I experienced in, in even my marriage is I want someone to challenge me to grow. Growth was really important to me. And in my foundation list, it was, I want someone who challenges me to grow, but also a partner who is open to me challenging them to grow because Sometimes I have found or experienced in relationships that if the other partner is not willing to grow, you can do all the work, but there's also sometimes that resistance or, you know, a, it could even be jealousy or they're just, you know, a little bit of that will come in of they want to keep you where you are. Um, but they don't necessarily want to grow yourself. And that can be so stifling and also create so much disharmony in a relationship. And that's where cracks start to come in. So for me, my growth and showing up as who I truly am in the world is been such a big part of my healing journey for such a long time that that is something I wanted in my relationship and you know as I said be specific even if some of those things that are specific might actually scare you because if you get a partner that steps in and challenges you on ways <laughs> to step up um you know you've got to you've got to you know put on you you know your adult outfit or put on your big girl boots and go yeah I asked for this and this is going to challenge me sometimes where I might not want to be challenged to truly step into who I'm meant to be but in the same respect that they are open to me doing that for them and calling them and allowing them to truly be their best selves in times where they might not want to hear it or might not want to do it either. Ah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's like, be careful what you wish for because you're going to get it with this process. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> be ready to step into the person who can receive this, yeah. which now I'm so curious. So what, after we create this list and we're in this reality and we're feeling all the things, what is step two? So step two in my experience and what I went through was doing the work on yourself to fully create 
um, or fully release or integrate, I should say, integrate anything that is stepping in your way. So as I said, I had a five-month-old daughter. I, you know, I wasn't ready to move into any kind of relationship or even thinking about that. I created my list and I almost put it to the side. I almost went, you know what? I have enough faith that this will do what it needs to do. But right now I need to work on me because if I want to bring this amazing relationship in and I'm not in a place that I'm able to accept myself or me or who I am, I'm never going to be able to accept that. So we know we can only love another person to the degree we love ourselves and another person can only love us to the degree they love themselves. So, and on top of that, as a hypnotherapist, the most important words that we say or we hear are the words we say to ourselves. Like we all know we are far more critical and judgmental and harsh with the words and stories we tell ourselves in our head than most people would ever speak to us. So it's about rebuilding our own foundations. So we've set a foundation of what we want in our relationship. But as you, you may know as well, after a divorce or after separation, when you're a single parent with kids, you're almost rebuilding your own foundations. And I was for me because I had met my partner so young that that got intertwined in my youth and my history and, you know, who I was, my ancestral lineage kind of just got intermingled and then I was in a relationship and you know boom there goes all my 20s and now I'm 34 and I have a child and who am I who am I in the world and how do I want to show up and who am I separate from the belief systems that I was taught as a child from the stories and the I suppose blueprinting that has been put on me and how do I want to be and who do I want to be and how do I want to show my daughter how to be? So the next one is really doing the deep work, finding a therapist, finding a coach, finding somebody who to work with to start to heal some of the blueprinting because I know from the hundreds of clients that I've worked with, a lot of them, when I take them into hypnotherapy and take them back to the root, the cause and the reason, I'm, I'm a big believer in needing to know the why. I've worked with therapists, I've worked with counsellors, I've, I've tried everything to heal and in my experience, I've taken the best of the modalities that I tried and I have merged them together to be able to help people more rapidly than it took me to heal in the 15 years I was working on yeah. healing myself yes. um you know it, uh, it, you know there are things that work more rapidly more permanently that help you get there and in my experience I I went and studied the things that worked for me and then merged them together so yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it shouldn't have to be hard and it shouldn't have to take years and years and what you can get like it will your healing journey and your journey is your life like I I, I fully believe like we show up we're always going to hit ceilings where we get challenged to grow more to go deeper and but what I found in my own healing and coming into my own self-worth and self-love was the process can become so much more 
easier on our system when we're not crowded and shrouded in the feelings of unworthiness and being unlovable having trauma that is sitting inside us that we don't even know is driving us in ways until we find out the why why do I react this way when someone why am I triggered when this happens I was a big why I don't understand why how how can I find out and that sent me on my journey and talk therapy helps a little bit but I wasn't getting to those those you know deep-seated um understanding of why and I would do some therapy and then something would you know come up and trigger me and I'm like but I've done all this work and it's still coming up. I don't know why. Um, And for me, hypnotherapy was the thing that truly an embodiment work, really dropping in out of our conscious minds and finding out the body's wisdom, finding out on in that subconscious state when we go into almost like REM, when you sort of get out of your conscious mind and you go into your subconscious. And we spend a lot of time in that energetic state and brain wave state as children. And we tend to drop out of that as we become adults. So working on ourselves, dropping in, finding out the why and finding out what drives us. I've had so many clients at the end of a session when we find out the root, the cause and the reason say, I had no idea that was driving me. I had no idea that was what was still causing me to behave like this. Or, oh, my gosh, I've done so much work on that. I thought that wasn't driving me. And, oh, my gosh, it still is. So that knowledge is power. Such power. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I always say, you know, in intimacy work, which is what I love so much to do is you're only able to go, you know, deep in intimacy and relationships, you know, whether that's partnership or even like with friendships or anything, you're only able to go as deep intimately as you can go with yourself. So that makes so much sense that that is number two, because it's imperative, like you said, to be able to lean in, to find your own patterns And just like you said, it's like, you want these things, but you've got to be the person that's able to receive them. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be in, when you truly are ready to bring in the love of your life or manifest, you've got to be ready to actually look within first and heal that first. And there comes a point for everybody where you get maybe sick and tired of being sick and tired or cycling in ways that you're like, I'm done. And when you're ready, then it makes it so much easier to really go deep and really look at what's going on because change is difficult. Like as a change manager, I've spent 15 years in corporations (laughs) looking at organizational change and the resistance that goes on and change fatigue. And, and, and I understand that you can want to break or you don't want to have to constantly you know, change, change brings up so much. Um, But if we can do it in a way where it's fun, or it brings relief more easily, because a lot of therapy, sometimes you seem to be going on for ages and ages and ages, and you're not always seeing big results. And that can become fatiguing after a while as well. So if you know, you're getting going deep, 
but getting results and doing it in a way that supports your system to feel safe and secure and uplifted. You know, everyone should want, should experience that because it's that 100%. Thing. Mm, yeah. 100%. All right. So now we have our list. We have the embodiment Mm -hmm. out of it. We're doing our Mm -hmm. own work. So what is number three? So for me, number three is taking action. So after you then have felt like you're in a good space. So for me, it was two years, two years after I had got divorced, I was, I was doing therapy and I was working on myself and I was like, okay, I, I feel in a good space. So that was when you have to start to take action. And for me, I got together like with a partner when online dating, I think was just even coming out. So I'm now 34 with a child and I'm at home. Um, You know, I'm not working at the moment because I have a five month old and, you know, I don't meet anyone. So I had this huge resistance to online dating. And I'm one of those people when I'm deeply resisting something, I know I have to work on it. Um, So I had to take action. I had to do the thing that I was you know fearing and all this resistance and I was feeling so challenged in in doing this but I had to bite the bullet and take action and had to start to put myself out there so those first two steps though so set the foundation for the relationship and myself So that's when I was able to write a profile that was truly written from my soul, from my heart of what I wanted and what I was looking for. And, you know, I was able to start to really look at who I I was, what I said I wanted in my next relationship, and then I suppose discern. But the other thing I did was I still left it quite open. I um, said, I'm not going to reject anyone based on, you know, if they reach out, I will talk to them. But I'm a, I'm a threes person. So, you know, if it, I will give someone sort of three goes and then it's, it's, it's a no-go for me if it's a no-go. So it's, if it, you know, there are times you're going to meet someone or talk to someone, you're going to know instantly and follow your intuition. I'm fully on that. But sometimes you're a little on the fence. Maybe they've had a bad day and they've shown up or they're really nervous. And, you know, you haven't fully been able to get a real sense of maybe I just need to get to know this person just a little bit more before I make a judgment. So I was always um, a sort of, give them three shots um and yeah and open to meeting new people like I didn't want to judge people based on anything that was you know superficial or you know that I might be shutting down due to programming that I didn't know was operating still so I wanted to challenge myself to be open to things that seemed you know I had my foundation list so I already knew what it should feel and look like but also you know just open to casting the net a little bit wider as you said maybe it's like you have an eye color or you have a type but maybe you go you look at all the physicality types like all the age types you don't judge on those particular things because who knows where or when that amazing connection is going to happen. 
So take action. And this is probably another podcast as well. And I'm not sure if you, I think you've already done several on this, but another taking action in that is sex magic practices, as I'm sure you've discussed in your other one. That is an action that you can take that brings in some of that foundational work anyway, but then also you're taking action after you do your sex magic practice or embodied breath work practice. You're then taking action to manifest what you want. So we know that you can do these three steps and bringing in sex magic is just like, it's all supercharging it. Like it's, it's just like the sprinkles session. on the ice cream yeah, 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 Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, who yeah, doesn't exactly. want the sprinkles, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or the cherry on top. Like it's Exactly. The, it's the, all the things. It's the whipped yeah, cream as well because who yeah, doesn't yeah, love whipped cream? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like ice cream. Ice cream's amazing. Yes. We can have ice cream. Ice cream makes everything better. But, you know, you add some chocolate sauce or caramel sauce and whipped cream and sprinkles and, you know, a cherry on top and, hey that that's just taking it to a whole new level yes yes and yes (laughs) um so that's something and I'm sure you've explained it in some of your other podcasts Mm -hmm. of people want to go back absolutely yeah there's a whole podcast on sex magic but it is a beautiful practice it really is like the cherry and whipped cream on top (laughs) yeah so yeah, taking action, joining meetup groups, joining, um, you know, jo- doing things a little bit out of your comfort zone, seeing where some of that resistance is and really working on it and moving through it, integrating it, sitting with it, understanding it, and then moving through it to actually take action in the direction of your desires and goals. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, that's a step that a lot of people will ask me about, like, well, where do you meet people? And there is online dating and there's meetup groups. And, and also it's going and just doing the things that you love to do. Right. And, and just trusting that people who are like-minded are going to be there and, and just, you know, that takes, it does take courage at first, right? Like showing up somewhere alone, if you don't have a friend or something that wants to go with you might feel weird, but it's like you said, it's leaning into that discomfort and it's taking Mm -hmm. those action steps. Mm -hmm. And so it really is like casting that wider net than maybe, you know, you would normally think. So like some people really think like only online dating is the only way, but it's like, no, Mm. actually just, and I know that like, we're in kind of weird times still, but like it's going out and doing the things Mm. and being open and Mm. putting yourself out there and, you know, just never knowing who you're going to meet. It's almost Mm. like a little fun game with the universe that you're just like, all right, I'm going to go do the things. Who am I going to meet tonight? (laughs) Exactly. I I just love that. I I always say we know the why, like we've put the why down. This is what we want. We're putting the why down. We're figuring out our why, but we don't know the when and the how. So why limit the when and the how? If we're asking the universe, if we're putting it out there, if we're energetically asking to draw this in, then we need to be open to take action to allow the when and the how to happen however it's going to happen and if we're just sitting at home expecting you know someone to knock on our door and go hey I'm the love of your life (laughs) you you know I I sensed you and I just came and that's not going to happen and we know that and that there's and and then as you said in these times there can sometimes be that feeling of of pulling away and going within and staying within 
And, um, you know, as things start to open up and, you know, shift and change, allow ourselves to open up and shift and change and feel more comfortable moving back out into spaces and, yeah, experiencing life. Yeah. And then who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? And for me, that was my experience. I went on online dating and my journey isn't everyone's journey, but after two years, I did go on online dating because it was such a resistance Mm -hmm. for me because I had not had, I didn't grow up having to use it or, and so when I did that, I did actually meet my partner within a week. So I went on, on, he was the third person I had a coffee date with and he had only been, he'd been on two weeks and I was his first date. So, and then we just met and it was an instant connection. It was, you know, I've had people say, clients say to me as well, but what about if they're not manifesting me? Like, well, he wasn't, he didn't have a foundations list. He hadn't done, he he was doing the work on himself. Like he had been through a divorce and he was healing himself and therapy and going through that. And again, had resistance to online dating and pushed himself to go on. And then we met within a couple of weeks, like, pushing if I hadn't have pushed through that resistance and he hadn't have pushed through that resistance and we're just gonna know and and succumb to the fear of not wanting to do it then we never would have met so we don't know the when and we don't know the how and we've been together five years now and this is why I say there's a second podcast for what happens now what (laughs) now what I did the thing I manifested the partner now what (laughs) yeah exactly oh yeah five years on and now that what we've experienced together and the work we've done it feels like we still I still feel like I'm in a love bubble five years on and Ah, I know you can have that and I didn't and that's what I want to tell everyone you can have the life you desire you can have everything you desire it is achievable it can happen I didn't think so for a really long time I was quite negative and I was stuck in my spirals and blueprinting and cyclic behavior and I did the work and I fell in love with myself and when I learned to love myself things became so much easier though when I learned to integrate in my body when I learned to find out what the subconscious stories that were driving me were and reframe those everything changed so if I can do it anybody can do it I love that so we are all listening here like bank for evidence this actually works and thank you for sharing this process for sharing this story for showing us and really like firing and carving this path for everybody who's like I I want this (laughs) yeah it's like this is possible and this is how to do it so It was so wonderful to hear these steps, to hear your story, to be inspired. I feel like there's so many tangible like action steps that people can begin taking today to begin to manifest the partnership of their dreams. So thank you so much, Brooke, for coming on here and sharing this with us and all of the relationships that are going to be happening now because of this work that you do. And how can people find you online? What programs? How can people work with you and just get in your energy more and learn more? Let us know. 
Thank you. So I'm on Facebook, uh, Facebook under my own name. So I am Brooke Robertson. Um, and I am also online. I have a website. So it's www.brooke-robertson.com. And the programs I have, I have a few programs at the moment. So I work with individuals doing hypnotherapy with a bit of coaching and that can be around anything. So anxiety, depression, health, um, insomnia, you know, weight loss, any kind of issues that people are experiencing, you know, self-doubt, confidence, lovability, relationships. But I also have very specific programs. I have Lasting Love and it's one of my favourite that I work with. And it's a combination of love, sex and relationship coaching and hypnotherapy combined because I find the two work so well together in absolutely transforming. It's a four-month program where we work one-on-one together and we really deep dive into what I've discussed today, but healing yourself and then bringing in and manifesting lasting love. So that can be for couples as well or someone already in a relationship who's looking to heal or finding that their relationship is cycling in ways they don't like or not they're not resolving things. So it's not just for single people, it's for anybody really who really wants to get deep in finding lasting love within themselves and then transmuting that out into the world however they want to. So that's one of my programs. I also have a MEND program and an abundance program. So as an integrative health practitioner, I love helping people mend their body and feeling well. That is a big part of loving ourselves. When we love ourselves enough, we want our body to be well. So I spent years being extremely unhealthy, overweight at times and, you know, with the energy and the health that I feel now along with everything else was transformative for me and my emotional state and then I have an abundance program and a wealth program because I find relationships love and relationships health and you know money is some of the biggest things that we end up stressing about and um, I've created a program in there on managing money retirement knowing how to retire knowing how to save knowing how to do those things because it is so easy and I've taught so many people this and it has changed their life it's changed their relationship they don't argue about money anymore they understand where to put it how to save it they see their bank balance growing and therefore there's this safety that they feel around that they have abundance and they're they're cared for so those are the three programs I'm doing at the moment. And I'm also putting together um, right now, I'm working on a relationship revitalization program where couples who are feeling stuck or cyclic can work with me to transform their life and bring their, their relationship back into a really loving, healthy state. Beautiful. I love that so much. Thank you so much. Those are phenomenal offerings and I will have links to everything in the notes. So you can be like, I want this, this, and this, (laughs) and everybody will know where to find you, but thank you so much for coming on here today. What a treat to learn this beautiful process and just to be in your energy. So thank you so much for being here. 
Oh, thank you so much, Steph. I so appreciate you inviting me on and I have absolutely loved our time together. It's been so fun. Me too. And thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in today. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.